The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. And today, we're going to be talking about setting yourself and team up for success in 2013. And with that, I'll say happy 2013 to everyone. Hope everyone has a fabulous year and that it started off really well. want to welcome our guest to the show that's going to be helping us respond to your questions today. We have Valerie Shepard, who is the Sherpa of Happiness, and Valerie is with the Heart of um, Living Vibrantly organization. Valerie, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dr. G. I'm really thrilled to be here. Great. And then also with us, we have David Wilson, who's an agency um, owner with Farmers Insurance. David, thank you also for joining us. Thank you, Dr. G. And Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. It's a, it's a joy and a privilege to be a part of this session today. Great. And then our associate um, producer, Valerie Wright, who's always standing by to receive your calls and emails. Valerie, thank you for joining us again. Fabulous 2013 to you. Thank you, Dr. G. Always a pleasure to be on, and I'm excited about our guests we have today. Um, I know both of them are going to enrich this conversation, which I'm looking forward to. So welcome, David. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you. Great. And then our co-host, Jenny Firmer, uh, may be joining us at some point during our conversation as well. So to get started, Val, I'm going to just turn it right over to you and see if you have questions that have already come in from our listening audience. Otherwise, I'll throw it back to our guests with a question from myself. So any questions uh, thus far? Yes, I have a question from Dave in Florida. Um, Dave's question says, I am planning to take my team on a planning retreat to begin the new year. Two of the things I plan to do is compare our goals with what we achieved and also discuss lessons we learned from last year. What else would you suggest I include in the process to make it more innovative and creative rather than traditional planning and goal setting? Okay, love that question, Dave, from Florida. Valerie or um, David, either of you like to start us off with a response to Dave? Well, I would encourage Dave to um, uh, one one thing that uh, I'm seeing a lot of organizations do is uh, re- realigning focuses uh, with their independent uh, organization, just to be sure that everyone is on the same page. Uh, certainly, reviewing last year's successes and last year's challenges, 
but realigning and focusing on uh, a particular entity in their operation that everyone can get on board with and incorporate that into the sessions out uh, on your on your journey uh, to wherever you want to go in Florida for this for this uh, outing. Okay, great, thank you. And uh, Valerie, anything you'd add? Sure. I, I love offsites. I love taking time away from the place we typically work to step into a new a new a new quarter or a new year, a new cycle, whatever that may be, and to keep things innovative. One of the things that I love about team building is when we can come together more closely as just people, not just as um, workers, but as people. And a lot of the things that come into the workplace that either help or hinder the results process are about the unique dynamics going on with individuals. So, you know, my company, The Heart of Living Vibrantly, we're all about getting to the heart of matters that come into play in any aspect of our lives. So laughter yoga is something that I love that brings people together. Some of the um, aspects of laughter yoga are eye contact and letting go of the conscious mind and allowing yourself to flow into joy more easily. And in some workplaces, laughter can seem frivolous. So giving people permission to, to be joyful and playful, which laughter yoga gets into childlike playfulness, the thing about playfulness, too, is it's in the nature of creativity. So when you're trying to breathe innovation, new ideas, spark some creative flow into an organization, a couple sessions of laughter yoga at this off-site could really take them into a completely new place. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, uh, anything else you'd add, uh, David? Well, yeah, that kind of uh, lends itself to where I was... Uh, going is that you, you, you create your focus in, on a particular entity that you really want to see your business uh, redeveloped. And if that focus is on savings and streamlining your expenses, then you create opportunities in your uh, outing for persons to do different types of saving opportunities, whether it's saving one another, saving uh, a tree, saving a plant, saving dollars or whatever, but the focus begins to be about whatever you want to do as an organization for the upcoming year. Okay, great. Thank you. And I love uh, both of those. Dave, in Florida, I love the, uh, you know, that you're looking at how do you stay with some of the traditional things as relates to reflecting on what was accomplished last year and what needs to be forecasted for accomplishments in the coming year. And I, I like that you're saying what else can we do that's a little bit more um, innovative and creative in that space together. Going to the space that Valerie went to um, as well um, as relates to being able to connect as people, um, I think it's just um, very helpful for teams. It's, that, it's about that relationship. And so some of the other things that you might explore would be um, – you know, I know I've, I've brought someone in that was doing drumming, and the team did drumming together. We've brought them in to do art, and um, and um, that was very um, helpful, I think, for my team. Uh, we we did yoga last year and um, envisioning. I just got off the phone with doing some executive coaching for one of my clients that's in Canada, and she talked about a team building experience they did with cooking, and. Um, where, you know, they went in and um, the chef had ahead of time given them a meal um, that, well, they selected a meal and then each person on the team 
were in a group and they were to prepare part of that meal and it just brought a a fun you know opportunity together while they prepared this meal and then we're, we're able to kind of sit down and enjoy the meal together. So very often we will actually include food in part of our retreats. And so even thinking about, in addition to the planning, what might you do that could be fun. And certainly the meal preparation, since you're going to pay for food probably anyway, might be another way of incorporating a fun aspect and a people aspect in that in that. Um, um, situation and, and retreat. So, Dave, again, thank you so much for calling in or for emailing in your question. Valerie, any other questions from our listening audience? Yes. We have a question from Donald in California. Donald says, for the past two years, I feel like I spent more time at work than away from work with family and enjoying my life. I had goals I wanted to reach and an elusive promotion that I finally received. This year, I want to continue to achieve, but I want to find the balance of being happy at work without the overtime grind and being able to enjoy time with family and friends. How can I realign these two areas to be successful and be a team player? Ooh, I love that question, Donald, in California. Um, Valerie, would you like to start us off this time with a response to Donald? Sure. It's my native, my, my um, fellow Californian here. I'm in <laughs> California as well. So um, that's a, a question I think that plagues 99% of the people who are working today. And uh, it's a tough situation. The bottom line, like when you cut through everything that I'm going to say and get to the bottom line, the bottom line is it takes a committed choice to put yourself as a being in the equation of your life. And so you've done that in terms of having aspirations for it to be different, but the choicefulness has to be a committed choice. And usually we don't choose that. You know, we don't choose to leave work earlier and go to a, a sudden softball game or a dance recital or, or um, you know, not work on Sunday and, and get the personal stuff um, handled many times because we're, fear, we're in fear of the ramifications. Like if I miss something, if I don't shine at work, we can often be working in the fear-based mentality of if I don't do this, something is going to happen. And that can be natural. And what we need to do is get beyond the fear and choose from a different space, which is a holistic view of our life because we're doing a zero-sum game. If we're playing work is more important than anything else and we're saying our life doesn't matter, the rest of our life doesn't matter, that means we're coming into work as a half of a being. You know, they say that when you, it's been studied actually, when you are able to give, breathe energy and life into 360 degrees of your life, meaning you take time for spiritual pursuits, you take time for sheer pleasure, you take a nap, like getting sleep is really powerful. And once people, when I've worked with people, individually executives, who commit to that, that aspect of their lives, what actually happens is their work life gets easier. The balance actually feeds the results and the success. But you're never going to experience that until you actually do it mm-hmm. and trust that as you give energy to the other aspects of your life, that the work life is going to smooth itself out and actually you'll be more creative, you'll be more connected, you'll be more focused, you'll be more energized. When you're at work, you'll have more energy and you'll get through more things faster and when you feel like it's drudgery and you wish you were someplace else. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie. David, anything you'd like to add? 
Yeah, Valerie hit it right on the head. I I uh, I think that uh, the opportunity to create time for your family uh, is imperative. Our our number one accountability is to our family needs, and those needs exceed uh, that of um, those typical needs to to live. It exceeds that of of food and 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 beverage, and it includes uh, relational and emotional connection and uh, I would encourage Donald to uh, blot out time throughout uh, the day to make a phone call uh, blot out time throughout the evening to spend specific amount of time with his family and uh, I think that what he will see like Valerie said is he will see his productivity on the job increase because once you separate yourself fully from that workplace environment you begin to uh, reconnect to your family and you begin to create new energies and new thoughts about the workplace environment that I think okay. show themselves to be very good for your uh, continued growth. Great. Well, wonderful. Good. Thank you both, Valerie and David, for those responses to Donald. Donald, I want to add a few um, comments to what I'm going to do so after a break. Please stay with us. We'll be back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We all face some economic uncertainty in our life. What makes the difference is how we take command of that and survive. Tune in to Strategies for Financial Survival with host Michael Figueroa. Michael has been up and down the road to success several times, and along with his guests, will share the skills of survival. By assessing your strengths and skills and applying them to your future, you can make it through tough times, regardless of your field. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, bringing you greetings from the Neighbors House Association in San Diego, California, and also from our partners in West Palm Beach, Florida, Alfred Jewish Family and Children's Services, 
with Jenny Farmer, our co-host. Um, and we have Valerie also in West Palm Beach, Florida with uh, Rights Unlimited, um, Right Ideals Unlimited, who is our associate producer. And we appreciate you, Valerie, for getting those questions to us each, each week. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. On the line today, we also have as our guest, Valerie Shepard, who is the Sherpa of Happiness from the Heart of, um, Vib- or wait, Heart of Living Vibrantly organization. Valerie, thank you again. Welcome. Grateful to be here. Yes. And David Wilson, agency owner with Farmers Insurance. And David is based here in San Diego, California. Uh, Valerie, where are you based? I'm in San Clemente, just a few ticks north of David. Okay, excellent. So, I want to return to the question that Donald had asked us um, before break. And, Valerie, I think you said you had something you wanted to add, and then I'll add a little bit. Why don't we um, have you continue, Valerie? Okay, I just had one quick point. You know, men are typically wired for three things, protection, providing, and procreating. So, when when they see themselves only as those things in terms of the the business and bringing money into the household and caring for the family in that way, it tends to disconnect them from the other aspects of being provider and protector. So protection and providing can also come in the forms of giving energy and time to the um, things that are important to the other members of the family. And so what David was saying about making sure you're getting home and spending some time and even throughout the day, put a, a lunchtime call or a text message to a child or whatever you can do to have some presence is another way, a more holistic way of seeing yourself as provider, protector, and procreator. Wonderful. Thank you, Valerie, for adding that. And, you know, I just wanted to probably add a thought with regards to um, certainly going back to what uh, Valerie said and that, you know, a lot of it goes down to our commitment to ourselves to put ourselves in the equation of... um, of considering what we will or will not allow our lives to be consumed with. And certainly there's a realistic piece that says, um, you know, want to make sure I'm adding value, want to make sure they, that the value is seen, and um, and that an important part of taking care of myself and family is having this job and then being able to take the fruits of it um, to, you know, maintain a standard of living. So that all said, uh, real important to have good values and um, I was just say good balance. I'm, that, that's not even the word I want to I want to say um, good boundaries um, while still demonstrating value. And so really being able to negotiate really what's an appropriate workload and what are the resources needed to accomplish that workload? So, David, I mean, Donald, I also encourage you just to think about, you know, do you need to renegotiate what's on your plate? Do you need to renegotiate the resources that you have so that realistically you have a workload that is appropriate with regards to it adds the value that is reasonable for the compensation that you're receiving? Um, if you're overextended, then, um, you know, what is that about? And so, you know, sometimes, as Valerie says, we are um, afraid, we have some fear about, well, maybe if I'm not delivering or maybe if I'm not, you know, it's not just delivering, but delivering all this that I am doing without really thinking, you know, have I set myself to be working consistently off of a platter and being overextended? And do I really need to think mindfully 
about um, negotiating a appropriate workload and negotiating resources necessary to accomplish that workload so that I can operationalize my commitment and the boundaries that I have to bring a greater sense of balance um, into my work life or just into my life in general. So just some... Um, uh, thoughts I wanted to add. Uh, Valerie, yeah, do you have exactly, an, uh, Yeah, I was yes. going to say that um, I love what you're saying because it reminds me, I used to be a corporate vice president, and um, when I got into the situation where it felt like I was working 80 hours a week and I had no life, what I ended up finding, like in retrospect, what I realized was I hadn't set boundaries. I hadn't spoken up and said, you know, I need more help or I need to do this differently. And what I've realized is if I don't set my own boundaries, other people will set them for me. And they may not have it out for me, so to speak. You know, I have been a manager who just keeps putting things on somebody's plate. And if they're not willing to say, um, you know what, I need some help prioritizing these, like I'll get to it all, but I need to make sure that you have a realistic expectation of when and how. And um, that what you just said totally taps into that, that we have to be the keepers of those boundaries and we have to be forthright. In, in asking for help and support and for renegotiating when, when they're not working for us. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I remember one of the things that a, um, a wise woman said to me early on in my, um, in my career as a wife, <laughs> in my, in my uh, marriage many years ago, was um, that what I was deciding, I just got out of graduate school and I was deciding whether or not I was going to go and work full time. And um, because up until then I had been working on my uh, master's and had been working part time, but I received a offer to be a full time consultant after receiving my master's. And so as I um, debriefed with uh, one of my, um, one might say elder mentors, and said, gosh, should I take this full-time opportunity or not? And she says, well, whatever you do is really what's going to be expected of you. Whatever you start doing is what um, my husband at the time, this was prior to restructuring my family. <laughs> so prior to what my husband at the time was going to actually expect me to do, and it was going to also be what the organization was going to now begin to expect. So, it was like, so her thing was don't start it if that's not what you want to do because your life then becomes what you've kind of set in motion or you have to be mindful of a breaking point. If you say, I'm going to do this, but I'm only going to do this for six months. Um, otherwise, whatever gets in motion becomes what gets expected of you. And so very often we're just running off of of something that's rote and that may or may not be working for us. And so um, in, when, we allow our, our, when we allow our work platter to become just our, so our work plate to become a platter, that becomes what's expected of us, and very often it's not until that person leaves that job and then people are looking at how do you, you know, how do I feel this position that this person has left, that person comes back, you know, to go to lunch with colleagues and they find out, oh my goodness, they made your position, you know, two or three different jobs or it got divided up among two or three different people, and you're like, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so it's really us taking the time and, and not having the fear that Valerie talked about earlier and really saying, okay, realistically, I am contributing and I am adding value and what I'm doing is worth the compensation I'm being given and some, and I really need to pull it back so that I can have a life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Valerie, back to you with regards to any additional questions from our listening audience. Yes. I have a question from Mitzi in Arizona. 
uh, Mitzi's question states, I was appointed to lead a new innovation team with my company right before the holidays. I will hold our first work session slash team meeting. I wonder what ideas you might have for building a new team, starting a new project, and how to set us up to succeed. Mm, I love that question, Mitzi. Thank you so much. Um, any, uh, let's say, David, we want to start with you, and then we'll see if Valerie has anything she'd like to add. And is uh, Jenny on the line? Jenny is not on the line. She will not be joining us today. Oh, okay, very good. No worries. And best to you, Jenny, whatever you're working on. I know you had a meeting today, so didn't know if she was going to be able to join us or not. So, David, over to you. Uh, I, I think Mitzi is already uh, headed in the right direction and uh, in the question. And uh, there's, there's, there's one word that was a common thread, uh, team meeting, new team, team project. And so I would encourage Mitzi to just look to create a team environment where everyone is welcome at the table, their opinion and position is, is received and accepted and considered, and you allow other persons to share uh, their positions on this team project. So all feel included in the whole development of the team and the project and the organization. I think there are various different uh, strategies you can incorporate to bring about a, a team environment, uh, and I encourage Missy to, to look at those strategies. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Valerie, anything you would add um, to offer to Mitzi? Sure. Um, the question is, is around how do we get a team going, and there are a couple stages to team development. So if these are people who haven't worked together, you know, the, the model that I know the most about is storming, forming, and norming. And in the storming phase, you want to do things that help people see the, the benefit that everyone brings to the table. So I've been in work groups before where we all come to the table and we just start working. And sometimes what can erupt is the antithesis of what David was talking about, which is people don't necessarily trust each other's skill sets because they're not, they're not aware of them. They haven't worked with them. So I would encourage you in the storming phase to, to take some time to have everybody um, share what are the, the different skill sets that they bring to the table, whether that's I'm an astute editor, and not just from the functional thing that they contribute to the organization, but all of their skill sets. I bring creativity and laughter. I'm really good at taking the word, the spoken word, and turning it into a diagram that shows process flow. Whatever that is, allow everybody to get theirs out and then see where you have synergies and see where you have gaps. And then that's part of the forming process where you say, okay, looks like we have our flank exposed here. Like, what are we going to do to cover that area of expertise? Like, we don't maybe have a, as much quantitative analysis expertise as we'd like. Or perhaps when we have to present all of our ideas to management, we want to shore up our ability to create some very cogent thoughts and get them into a, a presentation. And maybe we need some help there and figure out, like, where that's coming from. And then the, the norming part is where the team is starting to work so well together that it's almost like you can't tell that people are bringing different functional expertise. They start to just, everything starts to just flow with everybody getting to that height that David is talking about of everyone's contribution is valued, everyone is celebrating together, everyone is owning the outcome. And so I would say those are kind of the most important things. Give yourself 
some time to do that storming part because what typically happens is if you go right to norming, you have a bunch of roadblocks in the middle where communication break down, breaks breaks down. Some okay. people may feel territorial, et cetera. Right. Very good. Uh, thank you, Valerie. I'm going to put a comma there. I, I heard that uh, we need to move to our commercial. We'll come back. And, uh, Valerie, if there's anything we'd like to add for Mitzi, we'll ask you to do so, and I'll add some thoughts for Mitzi, too. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at innovisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Today's business marketplace is becoming increasingly global thanks to technologies that didn't even exist a few short years ago. Your business might be a startup or you might be one of the global 500. Either way, you're probably looking at customers and competitors in faraway regions. Listen for Global Reach with host Tay Revez as she brings together experts, ideas, and listeners to help you anywhere in the world. Global Reach is broadcast every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, bringing greetings from the Neighbors House Association in San Diego, California, and Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Services in West Palm Beach, Florida, having um, Valerie Shepard, the Sherpa of Happiness, from the heart of living vibrantly on the line, along with David Wilson, agency owner with Farmers Insurance, and Valerie Wright with um, Wright Ideals Unlimited out of West Palm Beach, Florida our associate producer. Thank you all for being with us today. 
Thank you. Before we went to break, uh, Valerie, you were sharing your responses to Mitzi. Was there anything else you wanted to add to Mitzi's um, question? Yeah, just very, very briefly, Mitzi, in the in the norming. So it's sorry in the forming stage, storming, forming, and norming. You want to do stuff in the forming stage that is about really bringing that team together. So. Um, ha- having the team present goals, the leader doesn't have to do all that. Having the team present goals, having the team celebrate victories, having the team maybe do some off-site work that has nothing to do with the actual project focus. All those things help the team create united energy and move forward in that energy into the, the norming stage. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Uh, David, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, I- I'd just like to piggyback off of Valerie and just encourage Missy to to stay encouraged uh, and be and be patient as this uh, process continues to develop as as the project the team building there can be frustrations when persons are trying to come together trying to be heard um, trying to um, make sure their contribution is received. And, and just in building the team, I just encourage Mitzi to, to stay encouraged and to uh, stay patient. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Thank you. And um, I think both of those, David, I love your emphasis on, on uh, Mitzi being mindful of creating an inclu- inclusive culture from the beginning where everyone feels valued and appreciated. And, um, and Valerie, the forming with regards to, you know, team members coming together, the storming with the expectation that there's going to be some conflict and some differences that happen and, and getting to understand and know each other and then norming, figuring out how you're going to be together so that when you get that performing stage, you've maximized um, that potential, I think are all great. Um, Mitzi, your question with regards to, uh, Valerie, could you read the, the second part of Mitzi's question? Because there are some things that kind of, as you read it, were coming to mind. Uh, I wonder what my ideas you might have for building a new team, starting a new project, and how to set us up to succeed. Right, and and I think in the beginning of that, you said that Mitzi was newly appointed uh, to this yes, team. Yes, she was okay. appointed to lead a new innovation team. Right. So some other thoughts I have, Mitzi, with regards to just concrete thoughts regarding um, your leadership introduction to the team, and then also that first. Um, team session, you may actually um, use some instrument, be it uh, temperament, be it Myers-Briggs type indicator, be it the disc, but something that allows you to, to talk about styles, your style, and your team members to get to kind of understand and know their styles um, can be helpful. Um, making sure that you do what's necessary to develop some trust and credibility with each team member as it relates to kind of going back to what David was saying, that everyone feels valued and respected um, so that the relationships begin to solidify becomes, um, I think, real important. A process that I just absolutely love, and so I'm sure you guys have heard it on previous shows, is the appreciative inquiry process where you can actually walk your team members, either yourself or with a facilitator, through the AI approach. In that AI approach, you can Google it and I'm sure find a lot of information, but briefly it has four Ds. So bringing your team together and saying, what do, you know, what do you appreciate? What are some of the things that are your successes and strengths that we have to build upon individually and collectively and capturing all those positive discoveries? The first D is discovery. The second D is dream. What else could be a year from now if our team was just like really humming and we were had moved to a new level of effectiveness or even six months from now or either in the first quarter, you know, but something that's projecting forward um, 
what's our next level effectiveness look like? What does our next level success look like? Next level dreaming, basically, having that conversation. And then the third D is design. So brainstorming, what do we need to do differently or what do we need to do the same or more of in order to accomplish the dream? Just kind of brainstorming possibilities for ways of using resources and energy to accomplish the dream. And then the last D is destiny because if you say a dream remains a dream until you put an action plan behind it. Once you put an action plan behind it and implement it, it takes you to your destiny. So you kind of transition that dream into a vision to move you forward. And in that action plan, that last you just look at what you brainstormed in the design stage, Mitzi, and say, okay, what will we actually commit to doing over the next quarter to support us in moving forward? And it may be that in the first initial meeting, you just simply capture the um, discoveries and you might capture the, you know, the dreams, the possibilities, and then bring them together. Or you, and you might capture the design and then go by yourself and think about, you know, um, what might you have a team commit to that aligns to others and bring it back. You have to decide whether it's a collaborative process or a consultative process. But that framework can provide you with some way of structuring a positive new introductory meeting uh, with your team. So, Mitzi, thank you so much for um, your question. And, Valerie, do you have any other questions from our listening audience? Yes, I have a question from Helen in Washington. She says, thank you so much for this topic. It is so timely for me as the director of development. Our team works really hard, and last year with the economy, we came against some difficult asks with reasonable returns. So I've been thinking about having a meeting with my team that is not work-focused but personally focused, maybe a group coaching session, coaching, if you will, to provide them with some positive, powerful thoughts on taking care of their personal needs and personal goals, and get they get met in 2013. What do you think about this? Is it over the top? Okay, Helen, I absolutely love that. I don't think it's over the top, but I'm going to throw it to Valerie and to David for your thoughts. Who'd like to go first? My gosh, I'm jumping for joy. Oh, go on. (laughs) Go for it, Valerie. I am too. I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love when a manager or a leader says these kinds of things because when all is said and done, what comes into the workplace is an individual. It's a collection. The organization is a collection of individual people, and individual people have dynamics going on in their lives, which if they are not taken care of, they're really sub-optimized when they're coming together in the workplace. So I say a wholehearted yes. Yeah. Whatever you can, whatever is within the reasonableness of your financial ability as a leader in this organization to create time and space for people to move through the stuff in their lives that may be getting in the way of them bringing their full consciousness, their full heart engagement, their full body, mind, spirit, their creativity, their focus, their dynamism into what you're doing. That's, okay. that's how we get the great results is from right. a dynamic individual coming into to breathe life into that. And there are lots of coaches that Wonderful. do that kind of group work. Okay, excellent. Uh, David, how about for yourself? Thoughts for Helen. Is it over the top or not? No, certainly not over the top. If, mm-hmm. if people aren't uh, personally uh, at a level where they feel like they can uh, sustain themselves and, 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 and make a contribution to their own life, certainly they uh, are going to be challenged to make a contribution to your organization. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you to go with your plan and do what you can to bring outside sources in as, as sources of information 
whether it be related to uh, fiscal development, whether it be related to insurance, whether it be related to better health opportunities, whether it be related to relationship development or social activities. I think that uh, you can uh, really be a pathfinder uh, in, in developing this entity. Okay, great. And Helen, I will um, echo Valerie and David and say absolutely not over the top. I think it's a fabulous thing to do. I do it myself with my team. And um, kudos to you. Um, Valerie Wright, any additional thoughts or do we have another question from the listening audience? Uh, We have more questions. Um, We have a question from Taylor in California. Taylor says, I would like to have ideas that my team and I can do throughout the year to stay tuned into success and not let the excitement of the new year become mundane. Okay, so any ideas from Taylor? What can he do to stay tuned in? You know, um, success is, 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 is a wonderful thing, but it can also breed uh, an attitude of accomplishment that uh, doesn't uh, promote consistency and, and continuity and, and the continued uh, strive and, and hunger for that same success. And so I encourage Taylor to uh, make sure that uh, his uh, his group is, is aligned and focused on what's ahead of them, uh, certainly celebrating those accomplishments of the past, but make sure that they're uh, refocused and aligned on what's ahead of them and what is at stake in terms of what is necessary to to meet those new goals and to stay accomplished and to stay successful. Mm-hmm. And uh, that may include, uh, uh, like Helen, uh, bringing in some some uh, persons to speak to uh, his organization, his group of body, his body of uh, persons uh, on personal uh, endeavors and uh, as such. But uh, staying focused, staying encouraged, staying positive, and not getting caught up in successes uh, is is uh, is where I think he should be going with that. Okay, great, Valerie. Anything else you'd add for Taylor? Sure, I feel the same way as David. It, it can be very um, like a drug almost, the, mm. the push for the next success and the next success and the next success. And what ends up happening is people get drained and they feel like they're only as good as the last success, so they just keep pushing. So I would say that to keep people energized, and that is one of the three E's of leadership, enable and, and energize and envision. And I think keeping people energized can sometimes be getting away from everything that we have to do and do things that we like to do. So I'm back to the enrich the um, individual, whether it's through coaching, whether it's through projects that aren't necessarily, you know, right down the line of what it is we're trying to do okay, and in the Valerie, organization. Okay, I'm going to put a comma right help. there. Let me just put a comma right there, Valerie. got to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to pick up with you and see what else you have to say for Taylor, and we'll add a bit to that. So please stay with us. We'll be right back with more. On Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Are you an entrepreneur that wants to achieve more, not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways? Listen for Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind. With host Chris Cooper, you'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. These people are making a difference and will help give you the motivation and insight to achieve more. Be More, Achieve More can be heard live Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Before we went to break, uh, Valerie, you were giving some last-minute thoughts to Taylor. Did you get a chance to finish your thought on that? Yes, I am complete. Okay, wonderful. Um, Taylor, I just will add um, to what Valerie and David have already um, shared, and that is the process that I talked about with Mitzi with regards to the four Ds, the appreciative inquiry process, taking your team to that on a quarterly basis with regards to, hey, what are our successes that we can celebrate? What are our dreams for the next quarter? What might we need to do over the next quarter to get there? Can be a positive, um, you know, very solution-focused and excellence-driven type of conversation to have with your team on a quarterly basis. Identifying milestones that you want to celebrate or just being mindful of stopping to celebrate can also be something that keeps excitement in the team. And then I always talk about those four sources of energy, physical energy, emotional energy, mental energy, and spiritual energy, you know, making sure that there is that time to get re-energized physically that people aren't being, you know, you're being sensitive to employees. And if you know that you're asking them to work extended hours, making sure that you give them some time off to get rejuvenated, you're being mindful of actually 
um, increasing their emotional energy by offering up um, compliments and expressing your value and appreciation of them. You're helping them stay energized mentally by helping them prioritize so they can be focused as they go about getting things done. And then you're helping to create that sense of spiritual energy by helping them be mindful of how what their contributions are doing with regards to the greater purpose and the meaning behind the work that they're contributing. So um, hopefully that gives you some additional food for thought, Taylor. So thank you so much for your your comment and question. Um, David and Valerie, I'm going to ask us to just also give you an opportunity to share with our listening audience your contact information in case anyone wants to follow up directly with you if you're um, open to that. So, um, Valerie, why don't we have you go first with regards to providing your contact information and how our listening audience might contact you in the future. Sure thing. Okay, so I'll give you my email. The company name is The Heart of Living Vibrantly, and that's the website as well, heartoflivingvibrantly.com. And it's Valerie at heartoflivingvibrantly.com. And I have um, uh, some great workplace happiness tips. And you can get those at createworkplacehappiness.com, www.createworkplacehappiness.com. And there's a place to download some tips for having more energy and connection and smiling times at the office. Fabulous. Thank you so much. And... um David, I'm going to um, ask you to, to share the same, your contact information if you're open to that. Sure. David E. Wilson, Insurance Solutions with Farmers Insurance Group. Uh, my email is probably the best uh, source of contact, and that's D as in David, Wilson at FarmersAgent.com. Okay, thank you. And then Valerie Wright, our associate producer, any um, contact information or activities you know of that you want to also share with our, our listening audience? Yes. Thank you, Dr. G. We, my company, Right Ideas Unlimited, is hosting a retreat for women in leadership, sisters in leadership. Uh, we've created the leadership space for this very purpose. Our tag is Renew, Refocus, and Recommit. And we have it coming up January, uh, February 1st through the 2nd here in West Palm Beach, Florida. And interested people can go to www.writeideas, and write is W-R-I-G-H-T, writeideasunlimited.com. Um, our website has information on the retreat, um, and they can also um, register right there on site. Okay. Uh, we're excited about it. Our guest facilitator is going to be Dr. Cheryl G. Hey. Uh, we have some <laughs> fun things planned, but some, some really great um, activities that I know Dr. G does, which is why I want to bring her to Florida to um, really spread the wealth. <laughs> oh, well, so, it's my pleasure to come. I'm excited about it. That's yeah, nice. we're excited, yeah. too. There's a lot of buzz. So Okay. Well, wonderful. Great. Thank you, Valerie. Thank um, you. Yeah, and then, Valerie, back to something you said earlier, uh, Valerie Shepard. You mentioned um, uh, laughter yoga as a um, as something that people can engage in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, is that something that you do, or do you have a resource as to if someone was interested in finding out more about that, that they could find out more? Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm a certified laughter yoga instructor. Okay, so they can find that out on your website? Yes, 
Oh, uh, wonderful. I actually have a different website specifically for that because it's such a, a sought-after thing right now. It's, it's LaughFit, L-A-U-G-H, F as in Frank, I-T as in Tom, LaughFit.com. LaughFit.com? Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. It's a really great therapeutic um, healing modality. It's also great for pain relief, and it's really great for workplaces because okay. it helps people connect. Great, wonderful. I thought that was interesting when you when you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And let's see, Valerie, you might have time for one last question. And those who we did not get to, we'll try to send some emails to, or or maybe we'll do a continuation of this topic. Um, so thank you for all who've sent in questions. Valerie, is there any more that we might squeeze into this last moment? Sure. Alethea from Florida says, as a department manager, I struggle with leading my team and giving them space giving the space for team members to evolve and develop themselves. How do I strike a balance in giving them the room they need while still providing the guidance a leader should provide? Hmm, interesting. Well, we have a lot of people who are contemplating this real important space regarding um, balance for self-development, um, balance for self-care, and getting the business objectives met. Um, any quick thoughts for Alethea, either David or... Valerie. Sure. Alicia, one of the um, things that I go, go ahead, Valerie. <laughs> one of the things that I um, try to do is to um, focus on. I, I engage at a doing this thing, a doing this level when it's mission critical. If things aren't going well and we're in a mission critical situation, then I engage in a much more powerful way. Like I might take something on and do it myself. If there's time. You know, you're far enough from the deadline and or the, the thing that the person is working on isn't mission critical, meaning if they make a mistake or it goes poorly, it's not going to, you know, kill the whole project. And I allow people the room to grow because making mistakes and seeing how we could do things differently is how they grow. So you kind of have to, as a really powerful leader, you have to empower people to make mistakes okay. and, and not have it be the end of the world. Wonderful. And how about yourself, David? Any thoughts for Alethea? Sure, absolutely. Uh, going right down the same track as, as Valerie, um, we live in a wonderful country that allows us the opportunity to uh, be thinkers, uh, and so that creates an energy for innovativeness and, and creations that a lot of other countries don't have because their system doesn't allow for that. And it's important that a, a, Aletheia creates a system that allows for, as Valerie said, for mistakes to happen, for creative thinking to happen, because she will see that it is much more beneficial than a system that does not promote that. Okay, wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much, Valerie and David, for being with us. Thank you always, Valerie Wright, our associate producer, and thank you to our listening audience and for all who have sent in questions today. We appreciate them. Keep them coming. Um, Please join us every Wednesday. 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Happy 2013 to all. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.